0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic keep their Europa League hopes alive With an impressive win against RB Leipzig Rangers are still in the hunt Despite a defeat in Moscow And it's Friday night under the lights at Pataudry As Aberdeen and Hibs do battle I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Kevens. Celtic put on a Champions League show On a Europa League night Rangers put up an attacking display To be proud of in Moscow But the defence couldn't have kept Pigeons out of a lofsky in Russia. Fair play to the pair of them. It was dramatic, compelling stuff. And there's more to come when league points have to be fought for this weekend. And if you do any damage, you'll need to fester for a fortnight because the international break's coming up. You ever festered for a fortnight, Derek? Uh, yes, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it should be said that Lofsky is probably not the actual Russian word for loft. Probably well, not. But that's all right. Uh, Derek, it was another big night, contrasting fortunes in terms of. Of the results yeah. um, But but still lots of talking points to get through Very much so I, I thought Rangers going forward You know Were immense Every time they went forward last night Certainly in the first half You know They looked very dangerous There was plenty of men going forward Plenty of men in the box You know I couldn't believe it At half time Rangers are winning 3-2 in Moscow I just couldn't believe it They played so well But certainly in that first half The, 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 the defence never played well And certainly The whole team Never really Got to grips in the second half I think that's what Would bitterly disappoint The manager Playing so well In the first half Going forward Yet basic mistakes As the manager said And he's right Basic mistakes By the back four Really cost Rangers Big time But listen They're still very much in it It's down to themselves They've got two games left They've got Villarreal at home and and, uh, and Vienna away, you know. So that it's in their own hands again. But they could have made it a lot easier last night had they won or even got a point last night. The fascination going into last night's Celtic game, Hugh, is always going to be: can they take the domestic form into Europe? Because in the last couple of weeks they've been sweeping everyone aside yeah. on the domestic front, uh, and they did just that. They had to raise their game to another level, and they did. I really thought that the atmosphere, the crowd. The noise The quality of the football It was a Champions League game In the Europa League uh, Celtic were mightily impressive And RB Leipzig can play a bit So it was tremendous excitement uh, The best performance that uh, Celtic have given in Europe In a long, long time And now of course we'll get all the arguments When RB Leipzig play RB Salzburg <laughs> What will happen there uh, But I think Celtic can only get on with their own job yeah, Just they, win their own games, yeah, that's all after Yeah, and I, I, I now begin to think that The next one being Rosenberg away If Celtic can maintain the, the, the rich seam of form That they are in at the moment they can travel there and not just get one point. They'll get a lot. Well, they're the whipping boys, aren't they? Really? Yeah, no points no, so far. They haven't really played well at all. They actually did all right at Celtic Park. Yeah. Lost a late goal. And then, Derek, if you had offered Steven Gerrard at the beginning of this group <laughs> five points yeah. at this stage, yeah. he probably would have taken it. Oh, he would have grabbed it. But yeah. I suppose the frustration for Rangers fans may be that now having had a good look at Moscow, yeah. they'll feel that they could have taken more than one point over I, these I, I two games. I thought Moscow were very poor in the first half. I thought Rangers, you know, they went forward. I knew they would, they would have to have a go because a loss for them means they have no chance of qualifying. So they came out and they, and they opened themselves up and Rangers on the break were unbelievable. Sometimes it was four against three. Many times it was like that. 
You know, they scored three. It could have been a lot more. I thought Morelos is unlucky at 3-2. For me, it looked as if he was in line when he well, scored. It looked the as if he goal. was onside, yeah. Onside. And, and that made a huge difference as well. But, you know, they're going there at 3-2. The manager will be delighted saying, hey, going forward would be an absolutely fantastic to better than I thought. But we've got to keep the ball out of our own net. We're not defending well enough. And, you know, in the second half, yeah. they didn't defend well and they never really got forward either. Come on then, let's hear from you. What did you make of last night's games? 01419511025 on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Brendan Rogers calls it the best European win since he's been at the club. Kieran Tierney got the ball rolling. Odson Edward got the winner. It was a, an impressive night, and Rogers says the players uh, showed their, uh, their real form in getting the victory. Well, it was a proper victory for us against everyone knows the, the level that Leipzig are playing at week in week out and where they sit in their domestic league but everyone involved in Celtic deserves a huge amount of credit the players were, were absolutely brilliant you know, I, thought, I think we brought our true face to the game in terms of how we've been playing you know, brought our identity to the game the players knew they had to work hard defensively they were aggressive they fought for every ball and then they showed the quality when, when we had it and then obviously the supporters were absolutely magnificent it's always a very emotional game here at Celtic Park um, but that synergy between both got us the result and it was a fantastic uh, three points for us I couldn't argue against that I think that I think if you, again you look at the level of the opponent and you look at our performance against that you know, people see pressure as a, as a negative and this was a pressure game that we had to win but you've seen the positivity in the team um, and what I was pleased with was the performance we, we, uh, against a very good side we showed no fear we played with aggression and brought our identity to the game. And that's what we've been seeing this team returning to over the last seven, eight weeks. Um, so it's so it's nice that they can do it, not just domestically, but do it against one of the best teams in Europe. So, uh, so yeah, it was a fantastic victory for us and, and one that I'm very proud of. Joe's a Celtic fan in Johnston. What did you take away from last night, Joe? How are you doing, guys? Good, thanks. Um, I, everything really, I'm just really ecstatic for how well we played last night. Um, it's been a long time coming, a performance like that in Europe. I mean, we have been poor, as everybody knows, under Brendan Rodgers, but um, it's glad to see us continue on the ascendancy, um, not just domestically, but in Europe. Um, I thought the game was a bit of kind of two halves. First half, we really did probably have one of the best first halves I've seen Celtic in Europe, and maybe in another day we could have scored a couple early on. Um, we really pressed very, very high, um, and we had a lot of pace. Um, second half, obviously... Um, a wee bit more defensive, um, and I thought our defensive duties we did reasonably well, um, other than obviously the goal, which was some ball in the back. Um, I suppose rather than just kind of, obviously I want to stay as positive as I can, but what, the one issue or the one weak link that I see causing us some issues and maybe conceding goals will probably fall in Lustig, and I know people will probably say there's Lustig getting brought in again, but I feel like if we really want to continue on as a, as a kind of aggressive side, um, I think that, that place would need to be um, looked at in, in January and trying to bring some a fresh legs maybe and um, someone with a bit more pace but um, sticking to the positives I'm just really really happy with the boys um, and I hope it continues it's going to be a hard hard group to see out but um, really hope that obviously when Salzburg comes to, to, to Parkhead we can keep a, another, get another three points Well before we get to Lustig Joe I, I think it, well, there's also uh, one or two Key matters to be addressed uh, Again Callum McGregor Continues to look like the best player In the country at the moment And uh, it reopens The case for McGregor staying in And the captain Scott Brown Staying out uh, We'll let Brendan Rodgers 
take care of that one uh, The re-emergence of Ryan Christie uh, Is something to behold Most people thought his time was limited at Celtic Park Over the last few weeks He's become essential to Celtic And the, the way he contributed to the, the winning goal For Odson Edward uh, Was another indication of just how confident he feels Now we get to Lustig Lustig has been a terrific servant for Celtic But he does show signs of wear and tear And he was, I think, at fault When uh, Leipzig equalised at Celtic Park last night However, nothing can be done until the January window And even then, I'm sure that Brendan Rodgers Will continue to give Michael Lustig the benefit of the doubt But if I could put it to you this way, Joe He's got less time in front of him than he has behind them. You made a fair point again there, Hugh, just about uh, the Scott Brown situation. I was at the shops this morning and, and two older men came across to me, two Celtic fans. Older than Hugh? Well, or... yeah, well yeah, they were right, about okay. 143, I think. <laughs> just checking. But, but both of them said that at the same time, you know, we're playing a lot better ever since Scott Brown was out of the team. And I went, he's, he's been the mainstay of that Celtic team for a few years now. He's been outstanding. He says, yeah, but... We'll get forward quicker We've got younger lads in there Willing to get forward And we'll look a far better team without them So I mean, that's a big question for Celtic mm. fans You know you, Do you want your captain back Or are you happy with what you've got? Joe what about the two goals then? Let's look at them Everybody knows the relationship Kieran Tierney has with the supporters And vice versa So You get the feeling it's always a special moment When he scores in a game like that And then for the second one Such a quick response to being pegged back as well Oh totally I've been, I said to my dad I said you know for me Kiontini is one of the players that, you know, I'm 26, but I'm sure when I'm in my 80s, if I make it there, um, like you, um, then hopefully, um, hopefully I'm still talking about this guy and how lucky I was to, to see him in a Celtic shirt for as long as we've got him. He, for me, I've, I've never seen a player so fit, so physically fit, that can run for 90 minutes up and down a wing. Um, not only, obviously, um, assist balls, but sometimes get, um, he's kind of like a John Arisa left foot. He's really, really powerful when he gets the chance. Um, unfortunately for me, I put a bet on him every week to score any time, and oh, you didn't that time, and I didn't put the bet. <laughs> oh, on. You, you know the only, uh, you, uh, it's very typical. You know the only player Joe I think is on par with him just now, and he's unfortunate that the two of them are Scottish. Is Robertson. Both in terms both, of the way they get up and down. Yeah. Both of them are so fit; they get up and down. They can tackle, put great balls in. Absolutely, the two of them are tremendous. Let me give you a small insight into the Keevans family. Oh, my two, okay. My two brothers never call me about football. Never. <laughs> they they know they know that if I have to be chastised, there's a woman in the house that will do. <laughs> but one of and them, a few hundred thousand people on these phones yes, as well. One of them called me to say I was listening to you on Monday night, and you said that Callum McGregor had to go up a level. He's been great for Celtic domestically, but against RB Leipzig, he would be required to up his game to another level. He said, "I think he showed you that." <laughs> So you know As you told Yeah so it, it, it would appear There's so many good things going on for Celtic at the moment Tierney as, as Joe has touched upon McGregor, Christie, Edward Who begins to look better and better Eight goals in eight games now I mean you uh, could add Benkovic yeah, to the yeah, list yeah. And... But even getting a regular game for him You yeah. know Griffiths is out just now So yeah. he's getting that run of yeah. games Okay let's hear from Stephen Gerrard 01419511025 To share your thoughts on either of the games uh, he said he was baffled his defenders couldn't do the basics right as they lost 4-3 last night. The Rangers boss says he is proud of how far they've come in such a short time, um, but says the result does still show they've got a lot to learn. Yeah, I haven't had much time to reflect. She watched the game back last night on the on the flight coming home, and I think I got my analysis quite correct in, in terms of the 
post-match press conference. I thought we were excellent going forward, a real threat all night. Um, the goals we scored were very positive um, and very good to see, but defensively uh, we weren't good enough. Um, to concede four goals was, was very disappointing. Um, but looking back now, I think the lads against a good team, um, a high-level game, I think we've, we've done ourselves proud. We, we ran them very close. We should have had another goal, um, the offside goal that was given. So I have to be careful and, and realise where we are as a team, um, you know, compared to Spartak. If you think about where they were 12 months ago and where we were 12 months ago, um, I think they beat Seville 5-1 12 months ago. And uh, we didn't even qualify for the competition. So where we are, if you analyse it properly, I think we have to be very proud of what the team's achieved so far. And we're still wide open with a really good chance of getting through. So we have to look at the big picture. Thomas is a Rangers fan from Barhead. What did you make of that last night, Thomas? Baffling is the only word I can, I can describe uh, last night's performance. Um, the problem is what started off is a very promising season, if we're not careful, is in danger of imploding. I think the defence is as bad as it's been at any time over the last few years. And I think what that's coming down to is Worrell's arrival causing more problems than it has solved. At the start of the season, Goldson and, and Katic were playing together and looked solid, looked good together. And then Worrell came in on loan, obviously with a proviso that he's got to get game time. So it's getting chopped between Warrow and Katic. Katic, who up until then had done nothing wrong. Um, Goldson, who erstwhile had looked solid, he looks really unsure in the ball. His passing is not the way it was. And uh, the own goal, that was bizarre. But even taking that aside, he's becoming a bomb scare on occasions. And basically, it's since he's chopping and changing, in my opinion, the Warrow and Katic. Flanagan, on the other side of the defence, Flanagan shouldn't be near the left side of that defence. Is That one pass aside to Condes last night, he's not a defender. He can't defend. I don't know if it's because he's playing left back as opposed to his natural right side, but it, that's not working. Going into the middle of the park, Koulibaly and Ajaria, they're slow and laboured together. I think the midfield could take one of them, but playing both of them, there's no pace in the midfield. They, they don't cover the back four as well as, as they could do, perhaps if they one of the other holding midfielders was in and I think it used to be called an inside left but now it's referred to as a number 10 if Stevie Gerrard does nothing else in January he has to find I know money's limited and just get as good as he can get but we need someone in that what you now call the number 10 position just because the middle of that park there was gaping holes in it there was nothing between the front line and the back line Morelos, Candias continues to get better and better in my, my eyes, and Morelos, when he focuses on the football and, and not the, the diva fits, then he's a, a terrific player. It's the first two thirds that we really need to get sorted. All right, let for. me put those points to Derek Thomas. What, what about the back four, or certainly three of them, Derek, in terms of Flanagan, uh, Goldson, and Katic last night? It did look like a very difficult evening for them, and a lot of it was their own undoing. The whole back four didn't play well at all. You know, there's the one night, normally you'll get one, maybe two of the back four that don't play as well as they can, but I don't think any of them did. And when that happens, you're going to struggle. 
I mean, I take on board what uh, Thomas is saying. You know, the expectation level from Rangers fans has gone right through the roof now, simply because everything that's happened, they're expecting to win these games now. You know, he's right where they were last year at this time in Europe. They were out it weeks and weeks previous. You know, they've never even got a chance to get anywhere near it. They're now in it there. They've scored three goals away in Moscow. The first half, I don't think I can put these accusations down to what Thomas says to the team. Because I thought the first half, going forward, Rangers were immense. The best they've been for a long time in Europe. It was the defensive side of it let them down for 90 minutes. And that's the worry. I think you're right there, but it's not often you see, you know, four, your whole back four not playing well. Uh, no, nobody getting pass marks. Is there a more general problem? I mean, Thomas is suggesting that certainly in the case of, of Flanagan that this isn't a one-off. Well, I think you could say that about, about a few of the players. You know, Koulibaly was magnificent the, the first seven or eight games of the mm-hmm. season. Then he's cooled off a little bit. You know, he hasn't playing as well. Our fields may be the same, but he was out injured and he's just coming back. I think the bonus for the manager last night, he was able to put uh, Gareth McCauley on the bench and obviously for his height. But he's an experienced player, so you may well find in the next few weeks that Gareth McCauley, with all this experience, may well come into that back four. OK, thank you to Thomas. It's 0141-951-1025. Let us know what you made of the games last night. Brian Gallagher is on Twitter. He says, it's the first Celtic European match I can remember in a long, long time where I didn't feel unsatisfied and angry For the first time this season We looked hungry and sharp And wanted it And it's great to see Let us know what you think We're going to hear again uh, From Stephen Gerrard And Ryan Christie After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call Let us know what you thought Of the games last night and of course later on we will try and turn our attentions ahead to another big weekend of Scottish football as well. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Anthony McGee's on sharing his thoughts on Celtic last night. He says Christie is slowly but surely becoming the replacement for Stuart Armstrong. He came of age last night. His energy levels in the middle of the park were tremendous. Great competition for places now let's hear from him then Hugh Keevans yeah. I think that seems like a good time uh, He says it was the best atmosphere he's experienced Ryan Christie He of course played a, a big part Created the winner for odds on Eduard And believes the result has given them a huge chance of qualifying I think for me probably the best um, The best game I've been a part of, part of in terms of atmosphere in the Celtic top I think even going up the last 10 minutes and, you know, You're know, you getting very leggy but the, the crowd really just spur you on It's incredible so um, you know, delighted for the whole team to, to kind of get the result in the end. It's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be fair, but um, you know, for me, I've just kind of um, been lucky enough to kind of keep my place in, in the, the starting eleven, and um, you know, it's a, a brilliant team to be part of right now. Everybody's kind of playing at the top of the game, even with the amount of kind of injuries we've got right now. Um, you know, people are stepping in, and thanks to Jamesy and Scotty and Tom beside me, it's you know, it's a great team to be part of. You know, it's a perfect kind of response, to obviously. Um, you know, conceding the equaliser. Um, and again, it's a credit to us. You know, we, you know, it's complete opposite of kind of letting your heads go down. We're straight back on the attack again. Um, you know, and Kieran Sinky do amazing down the left, and Austin's there to tap it in. And I think after that, you know, he, we took a real kind of confidence from taking the lead again, and think kind of going into the final stages that we can really hang on to this and hopefully get over the line. You know what? I take my hat off to him, Hugh, oh. because he's been farmed out to Aberdeen a couple of times, and be saying to himself, 
they don't really want me there. You know, maybe the manager has spoken to him, oh, do well there, we'll get you back. But you never know. You're away, you want to be at Celtic Park, but you're up at Aberdeen. You're quite happy playing in the first team, maybe you get a game from him, but you know where you want to be. And all yeah. of a sudden, he comes back, the manager says, you're going nowhere else. I want to see what you can do. He's thrown him in, and all of a sudden, he's, so far, he's been a huge success. So well done to him. Could you go as far as saying, Hugh, that that could be a, a defining moment? In Ryan Christie's Celtic career last night Is that is it too is that too much of a stretch? I think the corner was turned When he came on Against Hearts at Murrayfield uh, And made a huge difference And scored A magnificent goal And since then He's continued to improve To look better and better uh, And right now He's an automatic pick And he seems to be thriving on it all uh, Brendan Rodgers has spoken in the past About the, the, the physical Difference in him From the young man Who signed For Celtic To the man he is now uh, So that's all To the good as well And I think the other Benefactor here Should be Alec McLeish Because He's got Christie In the squad For the, the, the Remaining two International matches He's also got McGregor I think the best player In the country right now Tierney Bang on form So In the past Groups of Celtic players have been put into the Scotland side and it's made a difference. And I think these young Scots at Celtic all deserve their place in the Scotland team just now. And then, you know, we talk about the character to not be too spooked when, when Leipzig equalised, but then the, mm. the the quality of that goal, Hugh Keevens, it was so quick, you, you didn't see it all fully <laughs> at first view on the television. I'm sure you've now seen the clips. Yeah. 14 seconds from yeah. taking kick-off. Leipzig do not touch the ball. It yeah. was all the way down Celtic's left-hand side. And Odson Edward finishes it off. You could not have scripted last night in its entirety for the Celtic supporters. Um, and that goal, when heads might have gone down after putting so much into the match and conceding an equaliser so late in the game, heads might have gone down. And yet, 14 seconds later, you're back in front. And I go back again to Odson Edward. Here, on a day when Olivier and Sham signs a new four year contract, here we have his French compatriot, who is signed for Celtic's record fee, who is still only 20 years old, who has to adapt to a different country, different language, different culture. And at the start, people are wondering what kind of season he's going to have. Now it's eight goals in eight games, mm. and he looks, he cuts an impressive figure now. Ian's a Celtic fan on the line. What pleased you most about last night, Ian? Um... Unbelievable, Duncan. Uh, Gordon, Gordon, Duncan, sorry. Gordon, um, <laughs> you, Derek, good evening. Good evening. Um, oh, the, the atmosphere was electric and that light show was out of this world. But what I'm going to say is that is a major scalp Celtic got last night. Because that team are sitting fourth in the Bundesliga um, and they're only five points behind... I think Borussia Dortmund's at the top of the league issue. Yeah. Uh, Celtic, have set, um, Celtic have set the bar in a very high position. And they oh, know, you're spot on, sure. They now have to continue domestically speaking. You know, that the 23 goals in five domestic matches is outstanding. Now they've had that result uh, uh, against a, a top Bundesliga side and on a night when, as you say, from, from the light show... To the football show It was impeccable uh, But the bar has been set now And Celtic that, that, That's the way of it for big clubs Did you, you enjoy, did you enjoy the lights? I thought an old cynic like you would have been 
Well, not too impressed. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can tell me, Ian. Were you there? I mean, but the the, yes. the uh, did look fairly impressive to yeah, be fair. I mean, listen, uh, listen. What I'm going to what I'm going to say, Derek. Um, I, I played a good standard of football myself, and but see, you witness something like that. The hairs in the back of your neck stand up, Derek. You know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable. Now, what, you were talking at the top of the show there, show about a couple of players. Um, but they're hitting the pinnacle of Celtic careers now. Uh-huh. And, and there's a young boy here, 21 years of age, and he got a man of a match last night. But the best player in the country at the moment, without a shadow of a doubt, you just mentioned him, is uh, Callum Gregor. Uh-huh. And he took the bull by the horns. Because Scott Brown's injured. Me personally, I think Scott Brown will struggle to get back into the Celtic team because Callum McGregor is making Celtic play fast flowing football. It's the ball's getting zipped about. Derek, you play mm-hmm. a high standard. The ball is getting zipped about and getting moved at a high tempo. Yeah. Well that, that's what I suggested yeah. suggested that at the top of the programme when these two gentlemen stopped me in, in the shopping centre. They said that Celtic do look a lot quicker coming from midfield. They're passing the ball better, you know, without Scott Brown in the side. And that really surprised me because I think he's still a big hero to Celtic fans. And, and you might be right, only time will tell. Once he's back and fit, then the manager has certainly got to, he's got a job to do to see who's going to play in midfield. But re- results like this will happen, Hugh, when you've got so many players at the top of their game. I mean... Yeah. The, the first caller on tonight Okay he pointed out He feels Lustig is the, the weak link That may well be the case But if you if you go through Pretty much every other player uh-huh. That started for Celtic last night They all got more than pass marks the, the transformation has been remarkable And I'll ask Ian about it in a second But it's a fact That when Celtic were losing to Hearts And Kilmarnock And drawing Paisley uh, We had people on here And let, let them mm-hmm. be honest Never mind turning on us all the time. Let them be honest. We had people on here sneering at Kieran Tierney and Mr Celtic. What's he doing now? Uh, and they, they were unhappy. They were talking about Brendan Rodgers and his body language. He doesn't look happy anymore. And so on and so forth. So there was a period in the, the season when, when Celtic lost at Kilmarnock. They had, I think, won three, lost two, drawn one. And the fans were not happy with that level of progress. Now you turn around and everything has changed for Celtic. They they have 23 goals in the last five games. They've had that night against RB Leipzig. Everything they touch at the moment turns to gold. So it is a transformation, Ian, isn't it? Ian, how important is it to have odds on Edwards scoring goals as well with everything that's gone before, the departure of Dembele, the consistent injuries to Lee Griffiths? How important is it to really have... Uh, him at the, the sharp end of the, the field and finding the back of the net regularly. It's very important. Now you've got a, you've got an ex centre forward sitting beside you tonight, who made his debut for, for Rangers at sixteen, I think, mm-hmm. and a cup final as well, Scottish Cup final. It might have been was it a Scottish Cup final, Derek? League Cup, Cup. yeah, League Cup final. Um, now I played centre forward. I'm five feet seven, and I'll be strong in the air. But I watched Odin Edward last night, and I've been watching the boy. And I've, I watched him in the, the French uh, under-18 team when they, they get to play the tournament and score the goals. What he's, what he's doing now, Derek, he's playing as a centre-forward now. He's coming out and he's going straight back in again because he's trying to create space and open space yeah. so that 
people can come in behind them. There's a certain guy that's doing it. Is Ryan Christie last night. You hit the nail on the head, Shoe. The boy is night and day. How, how many times was he at Aberdeen? Twice on loan. Uh-huh. And I thought, we might never see the boy again. I think he's our number 10. There's a lot mm-hmm. to play in for Celtic or Rangers. You know, I remember Ryan's dad, Charlie, coming down here to play for Celtic. And to be honest, I think Charlie missed the Highlands. And he never made a, a, a real mark at Celtic. Now his son comes down and he has to take it on the chin when he's loaned out uh, on more than one occasion. But sometimes Endeavour has its own reward. Callum McGregor also loaned out to Notts County. County. Tom yeah. Rogic loaned back to Australia. So yeah. perhaps yeah. shouldn't be surprised. This is These guys are are brought there as, as long-term projects I mean, and that sometimes yeah. takes a while. Yeah, I mean, in McGregor's case, I mean, Notts County, you know, with the best will in the world, uh, you think, oh, they've offloaded him. But he is, for me, mm. the best player in the country. But, but, but the bonus, I think, the bonus, you is that the Celtic goals are coming from all everywhere, over the yeah. place. It's great when your centre-forward does it, but goals are coming from everywhere. Alan is a Rangers fan in Croft Foot. What did you make of that last night, Alan? Good evening boys, thanks for taking my call tonight No problem My problem is James Turner's position at Ibrox I love that fantastic oh. player going forward Right Alan, it's a bit of a, a, a wonky line Let's try and get that cleared up I, I mean, I could hear it I benefit from these big uh, fuzzy headphones James Tavernier yeah. and his defensive positioning uh, Is a, a problem so to speak for Alan What do you think? Well, well, I don't think he is a great defender I mean, going forward at times He's very, very good his distribution into the boxes, I think, has been poor the last three or four games. Yeah, generally, it's, it's good, isn't it? But, generally, yeah. it has been good, but you know, but he's he's fallen away a little bit as well. That's why I felt when, with the likes of Macaulay in there as well, and Worrell and Katic and and Goldson, that he was maybe going to go for a three and push the two fullbacks up thirty yards further forward. There was sort of wide right and wide left. You know, midfielders mm-hmm. getting forward, and when needed, if you're under pressure, get back and make it a back five. Right, let's try and get Alan back. He's moved room, I believe. Hugh <laughs> Keevans always a good tactic. On you go, Alan. Hi, sorry, I was in the bedroom there, away from the radio. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I'll tell you, my problem is with James Tavernier's position at fullback. I love the boy; he's a great player. He's terrific going forward, but I feel he's more of a midfield come right winger. He can't defend to save himself. We've lost so many goals for the right-back position. And the ironic thing was the Scottish Cup final against Hibs, we lost two goals from his position that cost us dearly. Hugh, I mean, James Tavernier gets a lot of praise for what he does in an attacking sense, and he deserves it. There can't be many better penalty takers in our league at the moment. He creates a lot of goals. But this has been a consistent theme on these phone lines ever since he arrived here. Yeah, well... You're right in what you say. Uh, dead ball specialist, uh, penalty kick taker, great composure under pressure. However, the defensive laxity is there for all to see, and in among the the all who are seeing it is Stephen Gerrard. And you know, if he thought that James Tavernier was an out and out liability, then he wouldn't have him in the side. But I can only assume then. That Stephen Gerrard sees more that is good about yeah. James Tavernier well, than he sees him every day. Yeah, you know, me being the older type and and used to things. When you t- when you talked about a back four in my day, 
you're talking about two fullbacks that could defend. That's mm-hmm. why you're you're playing right back and left back because you're defenders. Yeah. Centre backs, you defend that box. The two you win everything in the air, get the tackles in, and if you can play with the ball at your feet, what a mm. huge bonus that yeah. is. And that's why I'm, that's where I talk about the basics. Yeah. And the managers talk about that. Do your job first, and if you can pass it, all the better. Alan, how do you rate Rangers' chances of progression? Because I know everyone's feeling a bit sore after last night, and perhaps the last couple of performances haven't been as good. But the fact remains, Rangers are still one point off the top of this group. Never mind one point away. Um, from getting into one of the two qualification spots Can it still be done? Given the start of the season If we would have been told where we are just now We would have grasped that with both hands I think we've done extremely well Considering it's a, a new team A new manager A new situation We've not been there for years and years yeah. in Europe I think they've done remarkable But I just honestly, How we lost that game last night I, I, can't, I still mm. can't fathom it <laughs> Why we lost that See, game I, I, I that, That's it in a nutshell Hugh There are two ways of looking at it With perspective you say You know Rangers should be happy to have five points Given the, the, You know the, the struggle they Would face through all the qualifying rounds To even get there But then Alan picks up on the other point They've had a good look at Spartak Moscow twice And just feel like they could have done better See, I, I think the Rangers supporters Have been taken to a place Where they haven't been for years They've been taken to a place Where they're thinking Optimistically about the future and then comes along the first deep disappointment And that is the defeat to Aberdeen In the Betfred Cup semi-final at Hamden And once again You know, Alan touched upon the Hibs Scottish Cup final And the, the goals that were lost there Once again, it was the sucker punch for Rangers uh, With Lewis Ferguson's headed goal And that was a severe disappointment Because there are only three domestic trophies And one has mm. gone And I think Had you said Four months ago To a Rangers supporter Look Here's how it will work We'll go to Russia And we'll score three times They would have said Are you mad? <laughs> uh, so they've had a Both a good And a bad night In Russia Good going forward Terrific going forward Nightmare at the back Thank you to Alan in Crawford Graham's on Twitter He says All I have to say is Thank you to the current Management and team Within Rangers Where they've taken us From this time last year Is something different It's not perfect But there is a dramatic Difference to the feeling Within Rangers And style of play So much to get through tonight There's a new contract For Olivier Cham And Stephen Gerrard's Had his say On the decision To knock back The appeal for Daniel Kandias' red card That's coming up After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, the last call we had on was asking questions about James Tavernier, uh, Gabby Amato, presumably not the actual no. one, but um, on Twitter uh, has got a response. He says, um, on James Tavernier, apart from a sticky start to the season defensively, he has defended well, uh, but this is a tag you'll never shake. Rangers fans should analyse his game over the last two months and give him some praise. For a change he has defended well Well he certainly contributed You know going forward With the goals that he scored And the, the goals that he's created mm. As well you, You've got to give him credit for that But back the way I suppose Would be would be the question 01419511025 On the phones um, In terms of a, a news story today If you like Hugh Keevens Or a, or a breaking story this mm. afternoon Is that Olivier Cham Has signed a new contract um, it's always interesting the way these things are sometimes worded. Keeping him at Celtic until 2022. Yeah. It's keeping him attached to Celtic till yeah. 2022. We don't know if he'll still be there, but either way, it's a long term deal. 
It's um, stability for the player It's security for the club And I guess from a Celtic perspective That has to be seen as good news all round Yeah, a win-win situation uh, Again, remarkable when you think of the performance That Celtic put up last night And Incham wasn't involved in any way Because he's injured And Incham on his game Is a superb talent And one day they will come knocking And somebody will offer big money for him uh, But Celtic are just taking care of business here And Sham's obviously happy to enter into the agreement So that's good news for the Celtic supporters The club have got them uh, And they have guaranteed their own security Absolutely If anybody wants some they'll be paying through the nose So everybody's happy with this And good piece of business all round Uh, Hugh Keevan says everybody's happy Barry and Barhead are you happy? I'm very happy Hugh's just stole my thunder again (laughs) On you go You can elaborate better than he can On you go (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm really, really pleased Celtic uh, have done this. I felt, especially after uh, what happened with Dembele, you know, I think Celtic were kind of um, caught unaware. Um, it happened in the last day of the window. At least this kind of covers us for a couple of years. If I don't know if there'll be some sort of clause in his contract. If a bid comes in, then hopefully Celtic will be uh, well reimbursed. Um, just on on the, the the fact that obviously yes, as you says he's right he's, he's, when he's on his game he's a great player and he would be missed if Celtic lost out on him so well done Celtic for you know getting, mm-hmm. getting him tied down Just a fact of life isn't it Barry that you know along comes uh, Moussa Dembele uh, Celtic get him for loose change compared to what they sold him for uh, and they make a fortune off him uh, and they've done that consistently uh, over the last five, six years and you know it's a, a tribute to those who scout the players because we've had all sorts of controversies about Celtic in the last transfer window and Brendan Rodgers wasn't happy and so on and so forth and that's undeniably the case uh, but as a business model when you look at how Celtic have conducted the business um, bringing in Virgil van Dijk who would be the classic example you know they made two lots of money out of Virgil van Dijk uh, so they are doing their business correctly in, in that regard. In the meantime, they've got a very, very decent team. If they could get by, uh, Boyata and persuade him to stay, uh, then that would be to the good. But that remains to be seen because Boyata, not so very long ago, made it abundantly clear that he wanted out of Celtic. We don't know his state of mind now. That might be established in January. Is it the type of thing which can bring out the best form in the player as well, Barry? Because there's no, I mean, there shouldn't be any any worry about what what's going to happen next, and you know whether he's trying to work his way towards a move or whatever. He's there, it's secure, and if he wants to attract suitors, then he has to play well. And I suppose that just benefits everyone. Yeah, I, I think you know he's obviously Poro. I, I believe are kind of sniffing about him in the summer there. Um, I think they were talking about the region of fourteen million. You know. I think Celtic got him for roughly about four or five. So, I mean, ten million pounds, you know, it's is, is, is good. It's good um, money getting back on him. But the the to to take up the point about Boyata, um, do you, did did the panel think that there's any way Celtic could persuade Benkovic to stay if Boyata did leave, or just even even trying to get like Benkovic to stay for a, an, an, another year? Um, we film uh, the boy Maguire playing at Leicester. You know they've, they they seem to be doing well for centre backs. The problem you have, of course, is that the better Philip Benkovic plays for Celtic, yeah. the more he gets noticed by Leicester City, who are the parent club. And he's looking 
he's looking every part a good centre back for Celtic at the moment yeah, as well, isn't he? But it, that, that's one body that's out of Celtic's hands, I think, because he, he cost Leicester eleven million pounds. He has yet to kick a ball for Leicester. Uh, I would imagine the, the only bonus is is for Leicester City because you're right. Yeah. If he plays well, they'll, they'll, if they want to sell him, then they'll double his price. If he's playing so well up here, and Celtic probably maybe couldn't afford to pay for him. Uh, it's interesting though Barry The Celtic supporters We had this debate Not so very long ago Prior to The game against Leipzig Where Celtic supporters Were saying Well we can't compete with them You know They, they, they have big money in Germany And we can't we, It's just not possible uh, In fact The whole of Europe's just not possible Because You're always coming up against People who have a far better budget Celtic showed last night What is possible And I think the Celtic supporters Should raise their level of expectation because they do have a team that could and should have been in the Champions League this season. But Celtic met AEK Athens at that time when Celtic were mediocre. And now they're far, far, far from mediocre. But the Celtic supporters should now be saying, instead of always talking about how much he might fetch or how much this one might fetch in the transfer market, if Celtic sign well, keep them there, then why why shouldn't they do well in Europe at the highest level? Thanks to Barry, Ron is in Skelmerley. What's your point tonight, Ron? Uh, good evening, Gordon. Hello, Hugh and Derek. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Uh, my point my point tonight was I was listening to the show and after being at the game last night and watching and also the Hearts game, you're looking at Christie and McGregor. I think Cham and Brown are going to have a problem trying to get back into the team. I think they're going to have to be sitting on the bench for a wee while. Because they're now the two that are really performing, as opposed to two boys that obviously have performed in the past, but they're not as quick as these two. And the game seems to have gone a lot faster and more the Celtic way. But you know what, Ron? It's 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 a nice problem for Brendan Rodgers to have, isn't it? When you've well, got the quality as, as the players you've just mentioned in the midfield. Yeah, Hugh, and I mean, as, as well as Christie and McGregor have performed... There may be times when they don't quite hit that level, and, yeah. and that's that's when the, the full squad's going to be used. It's it's not as simple as to say, well, Christy and McGregor have played brilliantly the last three or four games, and they will play every single game between now and the end of the season and be brilliant. You know, just when you think everything's rosy in the garden, something happens. <laughs> so Celtic have got to negotiate domestic football, a cup final to come, European football, international football. Because their players will be taken away by a variety of countries So the squad has to be strong in depth And Celtic have that at the moment So the side right now, you wouldn't touch it As Football says, if it ain't broken, don't fix it You wouldn't touch it But something might happen down the line Sorry? And that's and that's Lustig well, you put old Mikael Lustig's getting at the neck from in all directions. Yeah, as I say, Mikael Lustig has less time in front of him at Celtic than he has behind him at Celtic. He's been a terrific player. Phenomenal, phenomenal representative and player for Celtic over his years. But the years are starting to catch up with him. Well, I think young, young Tony Ralston, given the chance, the last time I saw him before he went away out on loan, mm-hmm. um, to me, he looked a possibility of being another Kieran Tierney, but on the opposite side. Well, I'm sure that if Brendan Rodgers 
Believed that he had uh, Another Kieran Tierney For the other side To be in We uh, certainly would have seen A lot more of him yeah. You'd have to imagine yeah, so And that's I, not to say That that, that door is completely closed no, We no, talk no, about players who, who, who develop slower But If that was the case already We would have seen A bit more of him Surely You know When we speak of James Tavernier at Rangers Or Mikael Lustig at Celtic You're also talking about Two men Brendan Rodgers And Stephen Gerrard Who know what they're looking at So They'll know If change is required They'll make it. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It's time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are both standing by. The fun and games for these two really just beginning because later on this hour, they're going to be playing Star Six's Read My Lips, which honestly will just be... That's going to be my highlight of the week watching you, read you two. My lips. Trying to, <laughs> trying to get through that But it's Beat the Pundit first 0141 951 I read that. 1025 Dial that number and dial it quickly Because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you do want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been looking back on the defeat for Rangers And the victory for Celtic in the Europa League last night Still plenty of time to get your thoughts in On those topics And we've also got Friday Night Football as well We're going to go to Bataudry And hear from both managers after this Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time, your final chance of the week to get a victory over either Hugh Keevans or Derek Johnson. Tonight's contestant is John, who's a Celtic fan from Hollytown. Hi John. How you doing? Not too bad. Fancy your chances? Eh, uh, not really. Not really. I'll get a chance. Well, listen, I don't know. We've, I think we've had a couple actually this week. Gordon yeah. DL lost last night. I he's, lost on Monday. And you lost on Monday. So yeah. he's not informed, John. He's not informed. He's looking to bounce back. I'll toss the coin anyway and see who you are up against. If I it's am, heads. I'm Ryan Christie in reverse. <laughs> if it's heads, it's Hugh Keevans. If it's tails, it is DJ. And it is tails. Derek Johnson, get those headphones on, please. And we'll get the questions up and running for. John on the line John You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Absolutely Before 2009 What was the Europa League called? UEFA Cup Who scored Celtic's winner Last night? Watson Edward How many league goals Have PSG scored this season? 52 Who are the most Northerly Scottish Premiership club? Pass. Which side do Roma share their stadium with? Torino. How many own goals were scored in the Rangers match last night? Two. And who is the current manager of Air United? Pass. Okay. Uh, Derek Johnson, bring you back. You, you ready? May, you may, yes. Right, okay. Same set of questions to you. Happy? I'm um, sort of. Fairly, yeah. Right, yeah. let's do it. Before 2009, what was the Europa League called? UEFA Cup. Who scored Celtic's winner last night? Edward. How many league goals have PSG scored this uh, season? 46. Who are the most northerly Scottish Premiership club? Ross County. Uh, which side do Roma share their home stadium with? Um, Torino. Uh, how many own goals were scored in the Rangers match last Three. night? Uh, who's the current manager of Air United? Ian McCall. And which ex-captain has been recalled to the England squad for a friendly against the USA? Ian Rooney. 
Okay. How do you think that went, John? Ah, uh, terrible. Terrible, well done I don't think there was too much in it I must say, let's go through them anyway Before 2009, what was the Europa League called? The AFA Cup, 1-0 You both got that You both got odds on Edouard as well Uh, So it's 2-all after two questions Third one, how many league goals have PSG scored this season? I would have been impressed if someone had got this right (laughs) on the nose It's 41 You're close Very impressive So still 2-all The most northerly Scottish Premiership Derek, the clues in the question It's Aberdeen yeah, there we Sorry. go. So it's still two all after four questions. Which side do Roma share their home stadium now, with? Now we come to a shocking bit of Parliamo Italiano. Uh-huh. The, the clue being Roma being Rome. Mm-hmm. Both gentlemen answered Torino, as in Turin. Turin. Lazio is the correct Lazio. answer. So there we go. So it's still two all. How many own goals were scored in the Rangers match last night? You went for three, Derek. It was two, one on each side. So that means John moves into a one goal lead No it wasn't There was three own goals No Because the fourth goal was a deflection of No the that's not an own goal though Didn't go down as an own Sorry, goal Sorry he was the last one to put it in there It was did going not, straight to the goalkeeper go And deflected in it, it It officially yes, it didn't go down there as an own goal There was three own goals <laughs> right. last night I'll tell you what You take it up with UEFA Because it didn't no. go down as an own goal Did it hit him before it went in the net? That's not what an own goal means Yes it does <laughs> The goalkeeper was getting it Until I hit him And went in the net right. It's an own goal I'll tell you Afa That you'll sort them out Okay Oh scandalous um, I'm not happy Who's the current manager Of Air United Ian McCaulville You pulled level And uh, all your mourning Can go out the window Because you've won it On the last question no, Which happy. ex-captain Has been recalled To the England squad For a friendly Against the USA It is Wayne Rooney See John Sometimes if you're Just a little bit quicker You get through them And he's pipped you by one Aye. Oh well Well done it should have been two, John, but that's what. I- <laughs> See, he's a bad, he's a bad winner, John. Hard lines oh. up with John in Hollytown. You'll have your chance on beat the pundit on Monday night, and don't forget, in about fifteen minutes' time, Hugh and DJ are going to be giving you a chance to win up to six VIP tickets for the Star Sixes, and it should be entertaining because they're playing Star Sixes. Read my lips, which is as bizarre <laughs> as it sounds. I, I sense a disaster in the making. Oh, you read nine, I hope you so. read again, nine again so. after that question. I hope so, Derek. I'll make this very clear to you It did not go down As an own goal It wasn't given as an own goal Who was the last person To touch it before I don't minute? care who the well, last person well, was well, Because it goal. didn't go down As an own it goal was going to, It was going straight To Alan McGregor I'm not And sure. it hit goals And they went in the net I'm not sure which part of this You're struggling with No I'm not struggling with <laughs> Who, who was the last player To touch the ball Before <laughs> it went in the net It wasn't this fuss Over Daniel Candace's red card Honestly if, it, if, it's, if it's still on target If it's going on target And it gets deflected And it goes down As the player who struck the ball It no. doesn't go down as It's, the- it's <laughs> straight into the goalkeeper's arms And it's deflected in the corner What's that old phrase About talking to a brick wall Anyway no. let's talk to Dave Galloway Because he's at Pataudry Looking ahead to Aberdeen Against Hibs Should be a cracker Dave Absolutely Gordon Good evening An entertaining clash On the cards here As Friday night football Returns to Pataudry We're anticipating a crowd Of round about 16,000 The Dons of course On a roll After a great week Which yielded a League Cup Final place And two Premiership wins Victory this evening Would see them overtake Their visitors And move up to joint fourth Now Hibs have failed To find the net In their last two games Drawing one And losing one But they will be keen Of course to bounce Back to form tonight And they will come At Aberdeen A little revenge 
could be on their minds too after the Reds bundled them out of the League Cup on penalties in September. Let's run through the teams then. Just the one change for Aberdeen. Stevie May replacing Dom Ball. So it's Joe Lewis in goals. A back four of Shea Logan, Mikey Devlin, Scott McKenna and Max Lowe. Midfield, Gary Mackay-Steven, Lewis Ferguson, Graham Shinney and Niall McGinn. Up front, James Wilson and Stevie May. The substitutes for the Dons, Cherney, Considine, Ball, Gleeson, Wright, Anderson and Cosgrove. Hibs have been ringing the changes and Neil Lennon has made four alterations to his starting lineup. That speaks for itself. In come uh, Vikinta Slivka, Florian Camberi, Darren McGregor and Ryan Porteous dropping out. Uh, Stephen Whitaker, Marvin Bartley, Emerson Heinemann and Daryl Horgan. So it's Adam Bogdan in goals across the back. It's Effie Ambrose, Darren McGregor, Ryan Porteous and Lewis Stevenson. Midfield, Martin Boyle, Mark Milligan, uh, Steve Mallon and Vikinta Slivka. Up front for the high bees tonight, Jamie McLaren and Florian Camberi. The substitutes for the visitors this evening, Marciano, Whitaker, Barkley, Horgan, uh, Mavrias, Gullen and Allen. And your match referee at Cold and Blustery Pottery Stadium is Alan Muir. That's the only setting it has. It's always cold and blustery. Let's hear from both managers, beginning with Derek McInnes. Yeah, I think for ourselves, we... Uh... I'm pleased with the, the recent results, you know, three wins going into the game. It obviously helps us a full squad more or less to choose from. Um but recognising, you know, it's being at home with the intentions always to especially to go and try and win the game and but um recognising as well the, the strength of Hibs team, you know, they're a very strong side. Um similar to ourselves, this summer we've had to make a lot of adjustments and um but Neil seems to have a familiarity about his squad. I think they're in good form as well in terms of um, having a, a lot of players available for him that he's maybe not had. So I think the game itself will um, be two very good teams, two a lot of good players on show, and both teams won't be happy unless they get the win. So the thoughts there of Derek McInnes. What about Neil Lennon? Uh, well, they're in good form. You know, they've obviously Derek's got them going again. They got into the cup final. And then they've had two wins off the back of that. Really good win at Kilmarnock, which is a difficult place to go. So, yeah, I mean, Aberdeen are as good as anyone in the division, and particularly at Pidodri. You know, they're formidable opposition. So, it's a good game for us to get our teeth back into. You know, we were disappointing last week, and I know the reasons why. You know, it's down to me and all the outside external influences that maybe made the players lose focus and me lose a bit of focus as well. So, We've had a good week this week and we're looking forward to it. Was it a distracting week for Neil Lennon Hugh? Did that have a bearing on the defeat to St Johnson? Um, he thinks it does. Uh, and he's the one at the centre of it all. Uh, but however you look at it, it's one point from the last possible six. And the Joe Shaughnessy goal for St Johnston in the 91st minute. Real body blow for Hibbs. So it's one point from six against... An Aberdeen side who are a goal down to Kilmarnock last Sunday and playing very poorly, but who once again snatch defeat, yeah. uh, snatch a win from the jaws of something less satisfactory. I mean, Derek, the the perception, if if you like, in over the last couple of weeks has probably been that Hibs have had a a good start to the league season, yeah. and Aberdeen haven't. That that's sort of the impression that you get. They're level on points, yeah, and it exactly. just shows you how quickly things well, can turn listen, around. That is the bottom line. You know, as as for uh, you know, the, their minds somewhere else of players, I don't go along with that. 
I mean, for the manager, yes, and he might have lost focus, but he's picked the team, he's done the tactics, he's, he's got the trading all week, he's picked the side. It's up to these players to go and play. I think he's just trying to protect these players because they didn't get a victory. I think the players have got to look at themselves. Hibs are a good side. I look at that team tonight, and that looks a very attack-minded, solid-looking Hibs side. Aberdeen will need to play well tonight to get something out of this game. Important period this Hugh Because we know what the December fixtures are like I mean so many crammed in between now and that winter break And Aberdeen just look like they're starting to come good Getting themselves into the cup final of course And then like you say doing what hardly any team does now And win at yeah. Rugby Park You know they, they played uh, in the, the Betfred Cup against Rangers And for the most part The vast majority Rank of the game rotten. outplayed And they were poor But they got there Previous round Hibs Outplayed by Hibs But they got there On penalties Last Sunday Outplayed by Kilmarnock But they got there In the end Lewis Ferguson has been Terrific for them He scores Vitally important goals He'll be a big player For them tonight I just hope that after Last night's Excitement I know it ended in Disappointment for Rangers And it ended in uh, An ecstatic response From the Celtic supporters after those two games, 10 goals in those two matches, I, I just hope that Aberdeen Hibs lives up to the hype because this should be an outstanding mm. fixture. Yeah, lots of good football to look forward to this weekend. And in fact, Stephen is on Twitter, Hugh, and he's actually worried about you. He wants to know oh. if you know a good lawyer. Oh. Because you had Celtic Leipzig last night, Aberdeen Hibs tonight. You've got Super Scoreboard tomorrow. Um, Dortmund Bayern's on, he says. Super Scoreboard's back again on Sunday, and the Manchester Derby's on, and he's got you down for a divorce on Monday. No, are you kidding? So there's too much football You're, you're going to have to negotiate this somehow I get waved off cheerily By Mrs Gevens Who's delighted to see the back of it That's true Stephen Would you like to spend the weekend with him? Well I'm going to have to So there we go And it's the, it's, it's you and your, your lovely wife's birthday weekends as well That's And you're going to yeah. be spending it in here Well we went out yesterday Because that was the halfway point between yes. Her birthday and mine So That was because it was bingo day Well <laughs> Here it's like You get the old Bus pass out Derek off you go Lovely There we go I'm sure you'll all extend uh, Birthday greetings To Hugh Keevans On Monday night I won't hold my breath 01419511025 On the phones uh, On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Brian's a Rangers fan In Hurlford Hi Brian How you doing mate You alright? All good Brian What's on your mind tonight? Uh, just a couple of points About the football last night uh, I think That all the hype About the Celtic Victory last night I think it's a wee bit OTT Considering that team beating 3 1 in the ring in Germany, they've only won two home games and they've defeated in the last two away games in the Champions League. Which is not a great start. As for Rangers, I think their defence was posted missing in the second half. But I'm highly delighted at what stage we're at under Stevie Gerrard. He's turned them to. That's the first game that we've been defeated in Europe this season. Which is a fantastic achievement by Rangers. And I think Stevie Gerrard and Ryder Sport have got us in a really good place. We're not too far off qualification and we're not too far off the, the league title as, as well. We're still not in. And that's all I can ask for for Rangers. But as for Celtic, you expect them to win because they're at home and they've got the fantastic disco lights on. I, I half expected Beyonce to come in at half time, but she didn't appear. Well, you're quite right to praise your own team, but you're, you said... Uh, OTT, your OTT when it comes to Celtic because uh, it was a tremendous display from Celtic 
they were playing a team who are having a very healthy start to life in the Bundesliga this season and uh, you cannot detract from what Celtic achieved last night um, I think that's fair enough but uh, I, think, I still think they expected to win Celtic expect to win all the games at home but no, I, just think, no. I just really think no, it was a couple of weeks ago that they got Bay for Kamara two or three weeks back they got Bay for Hearts and you just straight up the wall they're no doing this they're no doing that and, and I just don't think Rangers get the credit well, since, listen, you, but, but, but you, but, I think they're totally but, in a different place. Yeah, but I'm trying. We're trying to praise Rangers. Have been trying to praise Rangers, but you're not on to praise Rangers. You're on to detract from Celtic. Now you're talking about what happened against Hearts and Kilmarnock. Yes, of course, but in Celtic's last seven games, they, domestically, they've scored twenty-five goals and lost two. And you're trying to pick holes in them, and you're trying to be sarcastic about the floodlights. I mean, they they are a club. You were sim- raging. Beyonce didn't come out. To well, be fair, I, I've never even heard of the woman. <laughs> but anyway, the you know it's that Scottish trait that you come on, and it's not enough to praise your own side. I do understand the whole bit about Rangers Celtic rivalry, but it's a Scottish trait. You come on and you praise your own side, but at the same time you're determined to run down the other team. Can I, can I come back in there and say something? On you uh-huh. go. I just. I just think it's fantastic for Scott and his football that the only two teams that can push for coefficient is Celtic and Rangers. All the rest of the teams seem to fall at the beginning. And I think it's fantastic. The two of them still in the hunt for the Europa League. So how do you feel about that? Well, that's, that, that, that's getting somewhere positive. But as I say, it was a great level of excitement last night. Of course, it ends in deep disappointment for Rangers and it ends in... Deep joy for the Celtic supporters. Uh, so I'm glad that you finally come round to the message that yeah. it's good for Scottish football if Celtic and Rangers do well in Europe. And the great thing is, it's down to both teams if they want to qualify. All they've got to do is win their games, next two games, and they qualify. So it's down to their, their own selves. So that's good. Yeah, and I mean, it's, <coughs> there is a bigger picture, as Brian's perhaps mentioning things in the past, but listen to some of Stephen Gerrard's comments after the game last night, Derek. He has high standards he, he doesn't want Rangers being praised Tonight Or, or praised over the top he, he himself Was quite harsh in his criticism Of what was the comment on television About 12 and 13 year old boys Not how it's clear So yeah, yeah. There, there are, Rangers have had a lot of credit For the for yeah. where they have come from um, but, but it's alright to cast a critical eye Over what happened yeah, last night absolutely And he's realistic that, That's why I like him He calls it as he sees it he doesn't try and, you know, back his players up if they haven't played well. I mean, behind the scenes, you know, in the dressing room, I would imagine he goes through them like a dose of salts. And he tells he tells them first, and then he will come out and tell the, the press exactly what he thinks. And I think a lot of players appreciate that. A lot of them don't like getting told by a manager on television that they're not good enough. But he, he calls it the way he sees it. If you don't play well and you don't win games, then not only do the fans... Have a dig at you Then the manager's quite entitled To do it as well Because he knows What you can do And if you don't do it He gets frustrated This is guesswork On my part But Oh this should be good I think that When you interview a manager Such as Stephen Gerrard In the context of A high profile European tie And you interview him Immediately after it's over He makes comments About 12 year olds And 13 year olds I think with the benefit Of 24 hours Mm -hmm. He might not have made That comment 
Win VIP tickets for Star Sixes SSE Hydro 4th to 6th of January Yes, I've been waiting all day to see Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson play Star Sixes Read My Lips This is where one of them is going to have loud music blasted in their ears They won't be able to hear the other one Who's then going to have to shout famous footballing names at them And the only way to understand it is going to be, as the name suggests, to read their lips It's all for a purpose, we're not just doing this randomly We're going to try and win you tickets to the Star Sixes at the SSE Hydro at the beginning of January VIP tickets no less so 0141 951 1025 give us a call right now you only have until the end of the break if you want to play Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, looking back on last night's games, we're going to look ahead to the weekend's games, and we've got one in the not too distant future as well. Aberdeen against Hibbs. Just looking at the pictures coming in, Hugh, that looks. Um, like quite the night up there The wind yeah. is battering around Pitodri uh, Much like we saw St Mirren and Rangers last weekend um, What did they say about keeping the high balls low? Uh, I yeah, think it's yeah. going to be one of those nights But to be fair the pitch looks in great condition yeah. So uh, I have high hopes for this game On top of what took place last night uh, I have high hopes that they, they give us a good telly spectacle I've got high hopes for this game Oh yeah Win VIP tickets for Star Sixes SSE Hydro 4th to 6th of January This may well be a reflection on me more than anything But this game has turned out to be the highlight of my week Every night I was very sceptical when we first uh, came up with the idea But it's been fantastic So we're going to play Star Sixes Read My Lips The Star Sixes is returning uh, for its second year We're coming to the SSE Hydro right here in Glasgow The 4th to 6th of January Various players from across the globe Reuniting under one roof Scotland have got a team in there With the likes of Barry Ferguson And Simon Donnelly And Michael Owen Leading out the English Michael team Derek Owen. he is yeah. uh, the, the rest of the world The likes of Pires Mendieta De Boer So many In fact Van Hoydonk I'm sure I saw mentioned today as well So so many big names involved And we want to give you the chance to be there Tonight's lucky contestant Is Shirley from Greenock How are you tonight? Hiya Are you well? Uh, yeah I'm good And I've got high hopes as well <laughs> <laughs> have you been listening Have you been listening to this competition all week? It's a bit strange, isn't it? It's, it's a bit bizarre, but I like it and I hope you like it too and hopefully we can win you. Well, you can, that's the thing. Go to at Clyde SSB on the Twitter and we've put some videos up from the previous nights. You can't watch us live. No one wants to see that. But that's quite a nice khaki shirt Hugh Keevens has got on for the occasion. Got a cardigan on? No, he doesn't tonight, actually. see him. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Usually it's a white shirt. I would say that. Is that khaki? Would you go along with that? I've decided to go young and trendy. Interesting choice because your birthday's approaching, obviously. Anyway, Shirley, you know the way this works. One of these two is going to have to read the other one's lips so which one would you like to do the, the shouting which one would you like to do the reading I'd like Derek to do the shouting and you to do the reading yeah oh, Derek's no. a shouter isn't he he definitely is right uh, you're a fool to yourself Shirley <laughs> that's it Derek so you can keep the headphones off I'm going to give Hugh some clay two in your ear and I'll give you the thumbs up when we're ready to go he looks terrified <laughs> right there we go so Derek Johnson's got the Derek Johnson's got the sick bowl with all the names in it and we'll get the. You ready to go, Derek? Right, and it is players. It's not teams. It's it's players. all players. And if you're in any doubt, just drop it and move on, and we'll get okay, the next you're one. Right. You ready? Okay, your time starts now. Brian Loudrop. Brian Loudrop. 
Okay. No, I'm not getting that right. Shout. You're Robert so bad at this. Pires. Gary Mackay Steven. <laughs> Ali McCoist. Alex McLeish. Oh, what's in there? Alexei Mikhailichenko. <laughs> you can keep trying keep the going, same ones going. again, Derek. You can try them a few Philip times. Philip Inzaghi. Anthony keep saying the same name keep saying, Anthony keep Stokes I want you to get this Anthony one Anthony so. Stokes Anthony Stokes John It sounds like Paul Scholes But I can't John John Hartson The time, John the time Hartson. is long up Shirley But I'm just going to keep doing this Till 8 o'clock John Hartson I need to get you one ticket John Hartson You look at his lips you. You're looking at my feet Tom, Thomas Muller Thomas Muller Yes hey! Kenny Dalgleish No that's it Time's up Time's up Time's oh, up about 15 minutes ago <laughs> Hugh Keevans You are hopeless at that Oh yeah Absolutely yeah. Hopeless And do you know what's worse It was Thomas Muller Wasn't that Yeah Thomas you got Thomas Muller, Muller. Yeah. It was only about Four and a half minutes Outside the allotted time But I'll give you it Because I feel <laughs> sorry For poor Shirley Having to put up with you Do you want to know What's worse about that Shirley Is he wasn't even Looking at Derek Johnson's lips <laughs> He was sort of staring up at the sky As if inspiration was going to come I'm throwing my lips up there Honestly Well listen Shirley You had two tickets just for coming on And Hugh Evans eventually got you one more So three VIP tickets Is that alright? Yeah that's fine Good stuff Hope you enjoy it The 4th to the 6th of January At the SSE Hydro Have a good time on us Sorry Shirley Sorry Listen three (laughs) tickets is still good Yeah yeah. It's just strange I've learned a lot about the pundits this week Because it turns out that Um Gordon Diel is a magnificent lip reader Like many, genuinely many, yeah. It's, yeah. it's his true calling He got the four like that Straight oh, through No problem yeah. at all And uh, Hugh Keevans You are at the other end Of the spectrum Maybe, d- the, maybe the music was up too loud For Hugh to be uh, No I, What I said earlier on In the week And I stand by it Is that Gordon Diel was very good Mark Guidi was quite good And now Out of all the pundits Those two have probably spent The most time in nightclubs Over ah, the years And they're used to co- Communicating with you loud see, music You're in, more of a dance hall man in, Yeah I mean in the Locarno You only had the band To listen to you I, know. I don't even know What that is I assume it's some Dance hall That you used it, to go to World famous Glasgow dance hall There we go Anyway that was Star Six Read mommy. my lips And in fact You know what I think that that's the last one I think I think it ends this week Which is a shame Thank I'm, you I'm hoping to bring that back And just play it every night you For should. the rest of the that's season that's Because it's like magnificent that. I like Get it. a prize And then just yeah. do it I like that. You're, gonna, you're really going to see How much we liked it Because the next time We have any sort of competition We're probably just going to do this again Because it was such a success Anyway Well done Shirley Lee uh, And well done to the rest Of the contestants this week Remember you can still get tickets And go along The SSE Hydro uh, the Star Six is coming at the start of January I'll get the specific dates if I can find the right bit of paper The 4th to the 6th of January Three days of intense competition All under one roof Should be good to be fair yeah. that should be oh, good. The stars that you mentioned earlier mm. Yeah, some good name. names Alright, it's 0141 in the phones We're going to look ahead to some huge games tomorrow None more so than for you St Mirren fans So let's hear from you First up, the William is in Port Glasgow Hi William Hi there guys, how's it doing? Not Hi, bad William, William. Um, it was just uh, a, a couple of points first of all. So I'm a Rangers fan. A m- massive disappointment, frustration last night. You know, taking the lead three times and being pegged back and end up going on to lose the game. And defensively, we just weren't good last night. But again, you know, I so keep it back in mind as well. I just think if that Morelos school stands, which it should have done, you know, we go into half time four two up. In my view, we go on and win that game because Spartak Moscow this season. 
Shot of confidence They haven't been doing well In my opinion If they go into half time 4-2 down at home yeah. Their heads go down And we see the game out In the second half In my opinion It might have not changed it But in my view It might have done so It's just a little bit Of frustration mm. there That sure. it's a combination Of poor defending And really bad officiating That kind of cost us last night Yeah listen That's yeah. something that's, that's not actually come up too often so far And you, you have to say William's right I mean, We do yeah. get the benefit of the replay you, yeah. you can't really interpret it any other way Morelos was onside The goal should have stood And you never know that, Certainly with the timing four, of it Could have put a, a, half time, the a different complexion that on cushion, it That bigger cushion And I mean You're right That does make a difference But I don't think it's any excuse For the way Rangers played in the second half I, I just think they thought the game was won And they can see it out and that wasn't the case because Moscow then had to come out with 3-2 down. They were given their all for 45 minutes. They had nothing to lose. Mm. You know, then they got a wee break within 62 seconds and scored two goals. I suppose, Hugh, it's a sign of how frustrated Steven Gerrard was with the defending that he didn't use the Morelos goal as an excuse. He uh-huh. mentions it, but he's much more interested in what Rangers did or didn't yeah. do. Uh, and that's the manager's prerogative. Um, I, I, of course, it's... Desperately unlucky Morelos is onside But Look at Raheem Sterling uh, Earlier in the week Who gets a penalty For falling over his own feet You know uh, The naked eye Would is, you Would you have um, Taken a more honest approach On that occasion Or would you have just Just hope no one notices uh, There's no point in me saying That I would have stood up George Washington like And said I cannot tell a lie <laughs> Because I don't think I would uh, and the, the modern day professional footballer in 2018 There's no chance, no chance of anybody putting their hand up and saying Be nice if they I mean, did, it was, one, it was one of the players, I can't remember who said it on the television But he was 100% right When he was asked that question Would you have owned up? And he went, no Because there's been dozens of times where I've had stonewall penalties against me And the referee hasn't given them Yeah, you know. So if I get one on the cheap then I'm going to take but, but it But the, the point I'm the only point I'm making here is that With regard to the offside goal Yeah, it, it's a bad mistake from officials who only had the naked eye to rely upon. It was an equally bad mistake with Raheem Sterling in Manchester City. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's football. It happens. William, what about defensively then? You, you speak about your frustration. Is there anyone in particular that you're frustrated with? What did you make of the, the goals themselves last night? I think all goals were, were just comical. I thought they were all easily avoidable as well. Goldson as well. I mean, you could say his own goal's a little bit unlucky, but I think he goes in, he goes in with his right foot rather than his left, so it might have been avoided then. But mm-hmm. I think defensively, it's all down as well. I think there's been too much rotation recently. Um, I, I still can't understand why why Katic was dropped. I know he's been pretty poor in the last couple of games he's played, but you know it's no wonder. You know, you take a player out of the team who's on form and firing. Um, for Joe Worrell, um, for me, I don't think Joe Worrell's done enough to justify being picked ahead of Katic recently. And um, obviously last night as well, John Flanagan, again, really, really poor. And I don't know why he was put back into the team last night after being so poor against Kilmarnock that he was hooked at half-time and he wasn't even trusted to play against St Mirren at the weekend there, Halliday played. So for me, it's down to too much rotation at the back as well. The defence just aren't getting a rhythm. I remember at the start of the season, we were... We kept something like six or seven clean sheets in the first yeah. ten games. Yeah. You know, there was a, a real solidity there at the back. And I think since yeah. the last international break, we haven't been able to replicate the performances we put in against Rapid Vienna and Hearts. Just based on what you're saying then, William, because I know John Flanagan's getting quite a lot of stick about his performances at left back. We know Barisic is injured and the Lee Wallace situation. At the moment, on current form, is Andy Halliday a better option at left back than John Flanagan? I think so. And I think he's proven that. 
particularly in Europe, I thought, especially away to Maribor earlier on in the qualifiers, I thought he was very, very good. And, yeah, I, I think he is a much better option than Flanagan. Flanagan's been very poor recently. I mean, it's a big European game last night. Flanagan, which says, wait, I, I'll repeat it, it was so poor against Kilmarnock that he was hooked at half-time, didn't play against St. Mernon at the weekend. Why throw him into a big mm. European game away? Well, but I'll tell you what, William, when you for, all it, you know, for all he didn't play well about, what a ball for Candias to yeah, score. Yeah, that's true. And what a, what a take and, and finish and, it was. Know, the take and finish is great. Well, oh. can I ask you the question, the, the man that came on for the last minute, Gareth McCauley, would you like to see him get on it when he's when he's actually fit? I would, yeah, I would. I think um, you know he's a, he's experienced. He's a threat at set pieces, even at his age. You know, he showed in the Premier League as little as a year and a half ago with West Brom. He's still got a bit of quality. So yeah, I mean, if if he's fully fit, why not? Okay, thank you yeah. to William in Port Glasgow. It's 01419511025 if you'd like to join him or join us, I should say, at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's start looking ahead to tomorrow's games, Hugh. I mean. We always go for a, a game of the day In terms of importance St Mirren against Dundee Yeah is, I mean Talk about a, a six pointer already Well In the season You could be Sarcastic And look at their Progress or lack of it Since the start of the season And say It's a certain Goalless draw Because That's where they're At their weakest They, they can't put the ball in the net Either of them um, But the prize for the one who could get a goal and the only goal of the game mm-hmm. uh, would be the psychological boost of coming out of the grubber because they've both been down there and everyone speaking about them becoming isolated and one's a certainty for automatic relegation and the other will be in the playoff final. But if they, one of them could get a win yep. tomorrow, it'd make the world look a better place. Right, so Madden fans, let's hear from you. What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow's game? It seems like it's a must win. How confident are you that you can do the business? Let's hear from Oren Kearney. I think you generally only concern yourself with the game that you're playing in, so it's always the biggest game of the weekend. Um, but yes, I think in relation to obviously the position that, that the two teams are in, it, you know, it does make it um, a huge match. I don't think the, the fact that it's over Dundee, I think, is the key thing. I think ideally... You know, just I think we're just craving that, craving that three points and that win that would hopefully be a catalyst um, to to hopefully starting a run or, or better things. The players and he, and you know this week at training and everything else, I can't ask for much more at this point in time. And and they are working, you know, extremely hard. And and, and the want is there and the desire is there. Um, I do feel a, a couple of external circumstances have gone against us in recent weeks as well. But in the same stretch, you know, we're not defeated and we're not going to we're not going to sit and feel sorry for ourselves. And what about Jim McIntyre? It's a very significant game for both sides, but we've just got to look after ourselves. It's another opportunity for us to get ourselves off the foot of the table, and that's the way we're approaching it. You know, win the game, concentrate and trying to win the game. We know we're going to be up against a very determined side who had a very positive performance themselves against Rangers, especially first half. So we know it won't be easy. We know they've got players that can hurt us, but we've got to make sure we nullify them and. And we've got to make sure that we bring, you know, our A game to the uh, to get the three points. This is not going to be pretty tomorrow at Dens yeah. Park. Both teams, I, I would suggest, both teams would accept nothing each just to get a point because they haven't had that for mm. a long time. A point, you know, both of them can't score goals. Both of them are losing goals. So I think it'll be a KG game. It'll be a battle, and it wouldn't surprise me if it finishes nil nil. Let's hear from you then. Any thoughts ahead of tomorrow's game, St Mirren fans? Anyone else out there? Partick Thistle fans, big game for you as well. 01419511025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but still time for you to join us. You've got two options 01419511025 in the phones. Or Twitter is at Clyde SSB We're just about to kick off At Pitodry Blustery night up there Aberdeen against Hibs Will we get Hughie Zaka up and running for the weekend? Whoa You give me the game and I'll Just just this game Um, We'll save the rest for tomorrow Aberdeen Aberdeen by 2-1 Okay No I think it's going to be all square I think that's a good looking attack in Hibs side to me I think it could be a a Desmond here tonight 2-2 Okay well we shall find out Neil Lennon making his way out to the dugout Derek McInnes uh, there as well So quarter take kickoff at Pitodri We're about to get underway We'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens in the opening exchanges Brian is a Celtic fan from Broomhill Hi Brian Hiya, How, how's it going lads, alright? Yeah, all good Brian What was your uh, your sort of main positive from last night then? Um, I'll, I'll leave my main positive to the end if you don't mind okay. just, for a, just for a second Keep just, us in suspense uh, <laughs> I've been on a few times this season Um I know you've got lots of callers, but I, I've been on three or four times and I've said the same thing over and over again. Um, not to reiterate too much, but there was a lot of doubters, even in our, you know, from a Celtic supporters' point of view, even within our own camp, there was doubters about how we were doing, how we were playing, who should be in and all that sort of stuff. And I've been on your phone and probably, I'm guessing, three or four times this season and said, I, I don't know what people are watching because I was seeing enough to know that it will come good. Mm-hmm. There was injuries, there was various things happening, but I suppose um, in regards to the doubters earlier on, it seems that they've all kind of turned around. I know the results have been getting better, but um, I, ju- I just thought, like, at the start of the season, the Scottish players in our team, like McGregor and Brown and, um, and Tierney, were, were all still playing well, and um, now you throw in Christian into the Equation, and and Brown's been out of the team. Every all the Scottish players just seem to be getting better and better and better. And that's my point. The, the, the one you left out is Forrest. Uh, yeah, who, yeah. Who again uh, last night had a splendid match. Yeah. Um, it's just a fact of life, Brian. That uh, at the start of the season it was a, a bit iffy. There was the defeat to Hearts, the defeat to Kilmarnock, the draw with St Mirren. It was iffy. The European performances were iffy. The Champions League was not attained against an AEK Athens side who are not the best. So Celtic did go through that period and the transformation now is remarkable. As I said, in the last seven domestic matches, the score is Celtic 25, others 2. So the the evidence is there for all to see that Celtic are transformed. I suppose, again, that's the nature of football. That's what happens. I saw enough, Hugh, earlier in the season. And, and, and by the way, you did as well, even through those like poor games and, as you say, hey, captains, etc. You you agreed with me about certain players. And, and, yeah. and I, know, I know I missed Forrest out. I apologise um, for missing Forrest out. But I saw enough from Tierney and McGregor and Brown at the start of the season that I thought... You know they're still up for every game. They're still up for every game. It's only going to it's only going to get better, and obviously um, it has got better. But my whole point, the main point, was last night's game. I was just so proud. Tierney was amazing, probably the best, the best I've seen him in a Celtic jersey. I'll be honest. I thought McGregor 
who I've championed on this phone phone uh, line for the last two years. McGregor is now starting to well in the Hearts game he ruled the game last night. They were a very very good side. Maybe not ruled the game, but he is like in a, in a different level from a lot of players in Scotland. And um, and Christie just came from nowhere, mm. got his chance and taken it. And of course Brown's still to come back. I just think from a Scottish perspective, which is my main point, we, yeah. we should be so proud. Derek, is it is it something Alex McLeish can can tap into? Remember Gordon Strachan, the, the, the previous campaign sort of turned around when yeah. they started using all the confident Celtic players and F- Forrest and Griffiths came in and, and Armstrong was flying. Is it something Alex McLeish, do you think, will look at, particularly with Ryan Christie yeah, and absolutely. James Forrest, who, who didn't play the previous absolutely, games either? Because if you've got players there that are playing at the top of their game every week, you know, and they've got to be consistent. And they've got a, a rapport with each other playing Then why not throw mm. them all into Scotland again Even if it is five or six of the players They've all played alongside each other They know who, how each other plays So for a manager I think that's excellent Thank you to Brian and Broomhill on Twitter Jonathan Glenn's a Partick Thistle fan And he says a massive game tomorrow I would like to see a change of captaincy Because Elliot uh, is a nightmare at the back it Certainly is a massive game Hugh. The taxi driver who took Lady Keevans and I home <laughs> uh, From lunch yesterday was a Morton season ticket holder And we all know what happened to Thistle At Morton last weekend They went a goal up And then Morton scored five against them And uh, the the uh, the taxi driver was not impressed By Partick Thistle And it's a big afternoon for Gary Caldwell mm. Against Inverness Cali Thistle at Firhill tomorrow Because Gary Caldwell's managerial record Now reads played 3 one <laughs> I, th- I think I think you need what Thistle need rather than just appointing another captain. It's trying to get five captains on the part to get the players playing because mm. one person's not going to yeah. change anything. The whole team's got to play better, and that's where the more captains there are on the side, you know, then the better it is. You know, Derek, you might be lining up various transfers in January, the January transfer window, um, and Jackie Lowe in charge of Partick Thistle has intimated that they, the board, will back him in that mm. regard. However, there's still the rest of November and all of December yep, to come yep, And yep. there's a lot of damage that could be done between mm. now and then So those who are there and cannot be replaced right now Have got to step up now because three games and three defeats is not I think the enough. bonus for them is they've got a manager that's played there most of his life And knows what it's, you know, the players down there He'll be able to bring mm. some loan signings up, I would imagine In the June, uh, January Right, a couple of minutes left, let's squeeze in Brian from Moss Park Hi Brian Hi Laz, nice to speak to you again Hi, Jim, uh, my wife made me something that Brendan actually said after the game Scottish people are never happy with results I work as a ten order, there's always room for improvement And I think, watching that game, I think Brendan made a couple of mistakes I thought he played brilliant, Edward was brilliant, Tierney was brilliant But um, my one boot was, I don't know, even after five minutes I would have actually substituted the substitute <laughs> sub He's sub. done his best, not intentionally, to, to basically um, scupper the game for us and loose to get right back, basic stuff, not just not stepping out at times when he should have, just leaving him, he left the man on a few times, or a couple of steps up the park. I, I, I coach a primary school football team, and if the boys don't do that, I'm sort of, I'm mad at them. It's basic football stuff. I think Brenny made a couple of mistakes there. I think, I, say, I think to be right, fair, we're never happy. We want something better. But listen, I mean, Cut Brendan Rodgers some slack here. Yeah, he, but you're talking about. In all about fairness to Brian, Celtic have had a lot of praise, so it's all it's all right to just look at yeah, a couple know, of areas for improvement. That's fine. I, I know, but I still think to to make the comparison between schools football and what Brendan Rodgers has to deal with is not on. Uh, you know, he brought on Yusuf Malumbu 
With the, the best of intentions He had a specific role for him Very quickly Malumbu showed That Whether he was caught up In the occasion uh, Whether he's out of his depth The explanation uh, I'll leave to Brendan Rodgers But He very quickly showed That he was a liability But I don't think that uh, Brendan Rodgers Ever would Sub the sub no. In that Euro- five minutes yeah, anyway. In that European context Did it, just, did it perhaps just look them. like a guy Who had been out for the last couple of weeks And we know he, Like you say He was sent on to do a job And, and no doubt break play up And, and put himself about And he, I'm sure he was trying very hard And, and sometimes He can try too hard And it just doesn't come off for you Yeah I mean It's he, he a surprise signing for Celtic Wasn't he? He was outstanding for Kilmarnock though yeah, For the whole yeah, season but and, 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 Outstanding And although Celtic Overall weren't great And didn't get the result He was good in Salzburg Yeah as I say, he comes on with a, a, a specific job to do And he didn't do it So yeah. that that happens in football Well, Hibbs almost did it there a couple of minutes ago From a corner kick the header, Milligan with the header, Logan yeah, cleared just away kicked it off the line I mean, I'm sure that no one was more disappointed than Brendan Rodgers But he would never dream of bringing it up uh, But he, he must have got a shock when, when he saw just how out of touch Malumbu was of course Celtic rode their luck in the closing minutes of the game Because Malumbu wasn't doing what he was supposed to do And uh, Leipzig had two hit, very good chances the, bar, the one that hit the bar wasn't yeah, a really good but chance that was. Again I think you've paid for your bit of luck By what you did in the earlier part of the match Okay thank you to Brian and Moss Park That'll be the final call of the evening Because I want to just try and recap what's happening at Pitodri And what's happening Derek is that it's it's swinging end to end But you know the difference is the wind is unbelievable You know they're trying to fire Especially Aberdeen are against it And they're they're hammering the ball forward And it's going about five yards Well Stevie Mays in the box He slides to try and keep it under control uh, But Hibs do manage to clear And uh, Hibs, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and tell you what, Derek, the wind you you can you can you can see it as soon as the ball goes in the air, it's causing problems. Yeah, it is, and, and that's it's not for football. You can deal with the rain and everything else, but see when it's windy, very very difficult. I mean, the the jerseys are almost getting blown off the players there. Stevie Mayhew, uh, Aberdeen as well as they've done in recent weeks. I'm sure Derek McInnes would would love Stevie May to try and get back in amongst the goals. Yeah, so yeah. his goal return is just it's just not been there. No, uh, and James Wilson has an attempt at goal that lands near the corner flag. Honestly, it bounced actually off the park behind the corner the, the, flag. The thing is, as I said in the introduction to the programme, if you do any damage in this weekend's fixtures, starting with Aberdeen Hibs, you have to fester for a fortnight because the international break is coming along. So that will be at the back of the minds of everyone tomorrow. And lots to look forward to tomorrow as well. Well, I mean, in, in all divisions. Uh, in the championship Partick Thistle against Inverness Cali Thistle uh, Ross County against Dundee United Tremendous matches Here's Queen of the South A wee derby yep. there as well And uh, none bigger than St Mirren Dundee In the Premiership Because for Oren Kearney And Jim McIntyre It's mighty grim at the moment Okay our full time whistle Is fast approaching Thank you to Hugh Evans And Derek Johnson For their company They might have been hopeless At Read My Lips uh, but John it's, Hudson But it's been a pleasure Nevertheless Kevin Gallagher Thanks for all your calls And tweets We will be back tomorrow And Sunday as well But first of all Tomorrow from